basketball ACC Big Ten challenge. We're already 0 for 1. Yeah. Oh, mm. man. What a bummer. I got I got a hot take for this this challenge this year. What is it? Oh, ACC loses? Yeah, that's my hot take. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a 50-50 chance. They right? always yeah. underperform, right? According to expectations. The last couple of years, it's felt Sounds like familiar. it. It's felt like it emotionally. Taylor. Mm. Zip. Welcome to the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. As I'm sure you know, from the cold open, the ACC Big Ten Challenge is happening behind us. Not literally behind us, but on a TV behind us. Clemson and Nebraska are already into the books. Score one for the Big Ten. The Boston College Eagles, I guess, are our only hope tonight against Minnesota. So we're not going to be able to dig into those games because we're taping on on a Monday. But we will take a look at all of Tuesday and Wednesday's action. As Mike Jaffe would say, Vegas Mike would say, that's when the big boys go. I mean, those those are the games that people actually want to watch. I mean, you know, the the interesting thing is, and it's this is actually probably how we're going to open here, um, talking about the new net rankings. You actually just saw the former number one team in the country, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, defeat the Clemson Tigers. Did you know that? That last week, Nebraska was actually ranked number one in the country, according to the net rankings. They're currently 15th. So we, we should dive into that a little bit because people don't realize that they just saw the number one team in the country, it's former number one, take down Clemson. Teams in red from the Big Ten are popping up at number one <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah, Big what Ten. that's a trend? Only place where red is big a positive red. thing. Big yeah. red. Mm. Well, I'm Luke Neer. I'm your host. Guthrie Alexander's in the house, per usual. We have ahoy, perfect ahoy. attendance this year, and it's the end of November. That's never happened before. Taylor Pilkington, our executive producer. I'm here. Kudos to you. For your attendance, Mark, it's always strong. And then Vegas Mike has not been MIA this year. Yeah, I'm here. He's been ready to roll. Yeah. He's been ready to fire away every single week. Well, you know what it is, is that we are planning a ACC basketball degenerate road trip here next week to our local sports book. I even got off for it. You did. You got off. But yes. there's been a development. In since. more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, it's it's that uh, motivation of going to the sports book that has kept me here, you know, staying engaged with you all and staying engaged with college basketball. Um, it, you know, just knowing that we're going to go and clean up in West Virginia. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm really excited for that as just like kind of a little midway point in this season. Um, so I'm glad that you're going to be joining us, Luke. Oh, I, you man. know, you've never been with us to Vegas it's gonna be in March, I and I have off. And it's it's but gonna be interesting to see you, you like I, in a social setting. I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> deathly afraid of seeing you in a like pure gambling situation. God, I'm definitely afraid of, of me being the Jonah figure on your boat <laughs> <laughs> that you're eventually gonna have to throw off after the first three games, and you're gonna realize that I cannot hit anything. Yeah. Anything. That's what I want. I'm on the coldest streak of my life right now. I want a banana boat awful. photo of the four of us. This is just uh, the way uh, to turn it around. <laughs> you guys are going to have to spot the hotel, okay? Good At least shooters until I win a shooting. bet. Wow. It's a little shooters early to shoot. start yeah. spotting. Yeah, yeah shooters got to keep shooting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what uh, see what you're like with seven Long Island iced teas in you. I think, um, I think we're going to see a very positive and joyful side of Luke that – Maybe maybe we haven't seen before. You know, you're you're highly analytical. You're you're driven, young man, and I respect you for that. Um, but let me tell you, things are going to get a little weird in Charlestown. Can I tell you what, Mike? You obviously don't know me that well. <laughs> I'm half Irish, and uh, I come from a 
very musical background, as Guthrie oh. knows. So don't you worry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry. All right. I play I'll, the spoons. I'm be, ready. I'll be sober. That's all I have to say. Oh. Yeah. All right. With the three Long Islands or whatever you want to put in my system. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right. Should um, we live stream that? Should we Periscope that? What are we doing? Sure. Yeah, I, I would love that. To, right? uh, you know, Is and- Periscope still around? Well, Mike did, did it, it last year. We, what did we get, 20 people watching yeah. us? In, I think, I think Facebook Live is the thing that yeah. the kids do these days. Twitch. Yeah. Twitch has an IRL uh, category. Okay. Perfect. Perfect Guthrie, for... Guthrie will be playing good, Dota good, while good. he's at the sports book. Yeah, yeah there, exactly. there will be a fifth friend with us, and we can just strap a GoPro on him and, and shoot, I guess. The mysterious fifth friend. Oh, we're going to talk about <laughs> the mysterious fifth friend. <laughs> You're going to know him well if you tune into the... Facebook Live, the Periscope, the Twitch. Twitch stream. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a fifth friend has actually sent some feedback into the podcast and it was basically, everyone sucks but Mike. Really? Uh, think, right. Yeah, yeah. Direct quote. Oh, <laughs> no. You guys are great. You guys are great. Um, <laughs> Where do we go from here? Yeah. Let's what start with we, the Luke, net What rankings. are we talking about today? Luke, what are we talking about? I today? don't know. I'm out of it. Mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. So you guys are going to have to carry the load right now. All right, I want to talk about the net rankings. My new favorite rankings in all of athletics. So the, the net rankings. Why? Why well, are they your favorite rankings? Because I and I don't have them in front of me. Uh, but I, Loyola Marymount, I believe, is currently ranked ninth in the ten, country. Ten. Oh, they're a top ten team. I mean, how do you not love that? You know, I mean, how is that not the greatest thing ever? What they've done is they've stripped away the the preconceptions, all those preseason BS rankings. And what they've done is they've reduced basketball to this just core of efficiency and production. And they've ranked the teams accordingly. I mean, who doesn't love that? So right now your current number one team in the country, according to the net rankings, is one Ohio State. Ohio State Buckeyes, which I don't know if really anyone saw coming. Um, number two is Virginia, um, which I think more people saw coming. And then so forth and so on all the way through. I recommend that you look them up. Texas Tech, Michigan, Gonzaga, Duke, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Virginia Tech, Loyola. That's your top ten. Great. Kansas and Belmont, 11 and 12. I mean, I have no reaction to these Let rankings. me put it this way. Pitt and Notre Dame are top, five, top 25 teams in these net rankings. Okay? That, that is fantastic. Right? Who's not excited about this? How are you not excited about this? This is a terrible segment. I'm just going to say right now. We need to preview the challenge. Oh, man, you guys it's just are like, the worst. I mean, it's like doing one of the ESPN it's, power rankings. It's interesting to think about. I don't get too excited. I'm sure that by the end of the season, it will align to very closely to the AP Top 25. It's opaque, right? They have not released any all the details of how they rank these teams. Mm-hmm. They sh- the one thing people assume is that they strip away any smoothing effects from like preseason rankings, um, and they value road games very heavily. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate it as like a bubble tournament metric, but I can't. I'm not too excited about it. I think it is a great reflection of on how current how teams are currently playing. In allowing you to remove certain biases that you may have come into the season with. Well, I prefer the Pomeroy numbers, so I'm going to stay there. Well, they're now. remarkably similar. All right, fine. You want to move on? Remarkably similar? No. Well, let's move they on. Let's not. move on. Let's Ohio move- State is like 27th in the Pomeroy numbers. All right. That's like a 26 spot difference. <laughs> it's drastic. 
You know what? Maybe you shouldn't come to Charlestown, okay? I'm drinking all the Long Island iced teas for myself. This this little negativity streak that you're on right now, I can't have it, oh, Luke. Oh, Mike. This is my special time, well, okay? You, you, I, I mean, I'm sure I could drink you under the table. I have There's no doubt. There's some positivity, right? Okay? There's <laughs> yeah. some positivity. <laughs> Now that is a drinking competition. We I can, would. We can do it like yeah. Indiana Jones, um, uh, Raiders <laughs> yeah. of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll be the woman. <laughs> okay. I'll be the guy who yeah. dies, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll be the woman. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, All right, let's preview this great. tournament. All right. Um, oh, so you don't even want to get into the leftovers, the uh, the rehash. Oh, can, yo, let's do that. Of what we saw last week while we were away. Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah. Let, let me start. I watched. A few games. I'll let you guys have Duke and Gonzaga. I'll, I'll chime mm-hmm. in whenever. I did watch the second half of Villanova and Florida State. And you know what that experience was for me? It's like when you go to the gym and you're working out next to somebody who reeks of cigarettes. Just like a oh. smoker who's popped up for the first time in a month. You know? Yeah. Just why not? They're He's delicious. Nothing else to why do. wouldn't you? <laughs> Somehow like our podcast has become like a running ad for cigarettes. <laughs> I do not understand. We need a Surgeon General warning. For We're actually looking for subscribers, so please reach out. <laughs> no, it's So you're on the bike next to somebody who's on another bike, mm-hmm. stationary bike, who, who just reeks of cigarettes and booze perhaps also. Mm-hmm. And you're pedaling, you're exercising, so you're you kind of feel good about yourself, I mean, but you're not having a good experience at all. That was me watching Florida State of Villanova. It's like I should be watching this. This should be a good matchup. These are two teams who are ranked. Well, I mean Villanova's not ranked anymore, but you know what I mean. But I just did not enjoy any of the basketball I was watching. It was it, I don't know. It's kind of a meh game. Did any of you else intake that game? Yeah, I would say I, I felt a little bit of that. It's just I like meh. Yeah, I mean I. I was like really excited thinking about that matchup, and then I didn't. I caught some of the replay like scattered throughout. And then you remember that Leonard Hamilton doesn't run offense, well, which kind of hurts the viewing experience for me <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit, especially in second halves, especially in crunch time. It's like one guy has it on the wing. Oh, what am I going to do with that? Oh, I'll lob into the post, and then he he gets it. He's like, oh, do I turn and put up a crazy shot or do I? <laughs> we can talk about it when we get to their matchup. They they have been running through Kamaji a lot more than I thought they would, if you had mm. asked me at the beginning of the season. You chart that out, yeah. Hollinger. Okay. Yeah. I'm very surprised how many times they just like do a post-ISO with Kamaji. Um, and I don't think that's their strength. I think maybe when Kofor comes back, that could be a, a big difference. Hopefully. But, you know. Yeah, look, I, I thought that – I actually really enjoyed the game. I, I thought that it was it – was, I know that you guys just already took a crap all over the offense, but I actually thought it was great execution on the defensive side. And I really enjoyed watching the emergence of Cobb and Gelly. I mean, um, and I don't know if it's Cobb and Gelly or Cobb and Jelly, but I'm going to go. You love him. I've really enjoyed Cobb and Gelly throughout this year um, so far. And I also thought that Colin Gillespie for, uh, for Villanova, I thought was fantastic in the game. I can't believe he's not related to Ryan um, Archie Diakono. Yeah, he looks like his his brother. It, yeah, it's like if, if they just put him in some oven and out came Colin Gillespie, this yeah. Archie Diakono clone. Um, it's it's just totally uh, crazy to me. But yeah, anyways, I actually really enjoyed the game. Um, but what kind of hurt was that that 
And and eventually, you know, the Miami loss kind of capped a, a disappointing oh, I have weekend a story from that, yeah. for the ACC. You know, they only won three total titles. Um, Virginia Tech won one really before the weekend even got started at the Charleston Classic. UVA was the big winner at the Battle for Atlantis, and then the only other win was at Boston College at the Fort Myers Taylor? just the tip off. I, I mean, mean, your best. Early season tournament. <laughs> Should we get a Fort Myers next year? Absolutely. <laughs> next next support year. Jeff Cable. Fort Myers yeah. in 2019. Yeah, Let's that's go support right. Pitt. Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's right. I On your the, 2019 slate, the Pitt Panthers. I think the official <laughs> Fort Myers uh, tip-off Twitter account followed us, and yeah. I take it as a sign that we must attend the Fort Myers tournament. What are we Fort gonna Myers tip-off in 2019. Are we going to paint our stomachs J-E-F-F? Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that works, right? There's four of us. There I are will, four of us. I will be the second F. Okay. Yeah. And the exclamation the point. The and the exclamation point. We'll fit two on <laughs> Guthrie will be the J because that's his game on the floor. Uh, Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. But yeah, anyways, that Florida, <laughs> that Florida State game was emblematic of what I found to be a disappointing run for the ACC. I mean, they did make four total championship games, um, but really thought they'd come out of these tournaments with I was I was projecting five total championships they only won three and uh, two of them honestly weren't that impressive so you know i thought it was kind of a disappointing week for the acc and i think i think i saw somewhere on twitter on reddit that the acc was 0 for 4 0 for 5 against the big east um just this past week so hmm. kind of a bit of a shift there um know. you know in terms of dominant conference worried? play yep. I, I was a little worried i was a little worried uh seeing that figure come out and I still think the Big Ten is – I think it's overvalued right in this particular moment in time. I think they've had a red-hot start to the season. Um, but we'll see. I, I'm a little nervous going into the ACC Big well, Ten wasn't Challenge. Wasn't that if a you big look Twitter at- spat today? Wasn't that a big Twitter spat with Goodman getting involved with saying the Big Ten's record was, what, 52-5, and five, and then everybody went crazy, and people were arguing – Fifty-two you and five. To, you need to get on college oh, oh, basketball overall. Twitter more. Oh, often. Jeff Goodman of the Stadium Channel. I believe he is now. He's all over the place, which I appreciate because yeah, it's free on was Facebook. Everyone chiming in though. Everyone. Mm. All your who's who. I expected you to be right in the thick of things, <laughs> but I don't know where you were. Well, what is true that if you look at those teams that Mike mentioned that lost in their tournament championship games, they are some of the teams that like we expected to be right up there at the top of the ACC. Excluding North Carolina, who didn't even get who there, didn't right? even get there. You know, Duke lost to Gonzaga, Florida State to Villanova, Clemson taken down by Creighton, and then Miami uh, beat by Seton Hall. Yeah, and so, a great game last night yeah. for those for the uh, two people that watched it. Yeah, um, I was involved in that. It was I was at the end of my rope after oh. a really bad Thanksgiving weekend, mm. and I decided I had an angle. So I went Grand Canyon first half against one of the worst teams in basketball, LaSalle. Worked mm. out great. Worked out fine. Mm-hmm. All I needed was Miami in the second half <laughs> to finish off that little parlay. And guess what happened? Yeah, got smacked on the side of the face. They did yet yeah. again. Yeah, yet, I, Miami. We overrated in the preseason. Clemson. I'm starting to say I think we overrated in the preseason. We vastly underrated Pitt. I believe. Currently, you're, you're right. tied for you're the right. lead in the ACC. They're up six there. and zero. They're involved. Currently tied for first in place. The title race. I love it. We're split on Notre Dame, right? I mean, I, I I like where Notre Dame is going. We have no opinion on NC State besides from Taylor. Yeah, love them. We really Taylor have not talked them. about that team. Much. Your national yeah, team no, I think we're gonna we're actually gonna have a really good and thoughtful discussion about them today when we talk about them playing Wisconsin. They haven't really good. played anybody of note. 
they've played whatever's less than a note yeah. is what they've played. A I footnote. They played. I, I apologize for offending any fans of some of those teams, foot feet. which I can't even name feet, without their schedule in front notes. of me. But yeah, feet notes. They played feet notes. We could talk about Virginia and Atlantis, but they just did Virginia things. Yeah. So let's go to Duke. Duke and Zaga. Did anybody see that game? Any of you guys watch that? Start to finish. I actually didn't. I, I didn't catch no, it. No, really? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go back and watch some of it because I was watching it with uh, the entire family around mm-hmm. in a Thanksgiving haze with everything going crazy. So it was, it was no time to... And so, to really so tell me what it. you saw. What did you see in well, the beginning of the game? What helped Gonzaga get I out early? Gonzaga just had the authority over the pace, and they had the authority over the possessions, mm-hmm. and that's how they built the lead. Shot Duke. the ball incredibly well early yeah, on. Help, as well. It helps when lots you, of threes. They did hit shots. Then Josh Perkins got involved in the second half, mm-hmm. and things started happening. That means transition points for Duke, but really crunch time. The final three minutes of that game. Very interesting. I thought it stood out to everyone. I thought it was super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of devolved into a bit of almost like an NBA style game where it became a series of one on one matchups. And really for Gonzaga. RJ versus. RJ versus. And really it was just the only person that had an answer was really Ruri Hachimura um, for Gonzaga, both defensively and offensively. Um, You know, he was the guy who was essentially guarding the paint for them. There there was really no one left. for Gonzaga, I, I did not think Gonzaga was going to win that game late. I think that – I went back and looked. I think Duke missed seven shots within four feet, mm. four to six feet within the last two or three minutes. And, but those were all super contested yes, shots. Yes, they were. I mean, they were. One of the – sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you finish and then I'll – No, no. I mean, that was it. I just – it felt like the game was definitely getting away from Gonzaga. And uh, yeah, a couple of foul calls late, too, that may have shifted it a bit. But but anyways, I, I was I was really happy for Rui Hachimura and um, a, a great a great takeaway for him, especially in Maui. Uh, my, good to see Gonzaga win that. I mean, one of my main takeaways was that – so even though Duke, what, scored 87 points, pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, and – they had a 1.21 offensive rating, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I My main takeaway was that Gonzaga did a nice job on defense doing exactly what I think you have to do against Duke, which is they clogged the lane up, made Duke either shoot over them or take really tough contested like floaters and contested layups and, and running stuff. And at the end of the game, all those layups that Duke took were like very contested, uh, you know, tough shots to make. Now... You know, if Barrett makes one of those, we're having a different conversation. We're talking about, oh, man, the resiliency of Duke to come back from down 15 or 14 or whatever. You know, that's amazing. But Gonzaga made it tough. And on the offensive end, it just made me think Duke doesn't have a true five. And it's not going to hurt them against every team in college basketball. And yeah, the artist formerly switching. known as Marquise Bolden reappeared in our <laughs> Yeah, it, it, made me, it made me think back to Luke just like – just. Completely trashing Bolden all the time, and I think I gave some, him a good shout out after the Auburn game. I gave did, him a did. lot of love well, on Twitter. You did, you I did. did. You did. I, somebody, uh, a writer, and I think it was Rob Douster, and maybe I'll, we'll link to this on our Twitter feed or something, and had some good like cutups of the of the tape where he showed basically Bolden is useless <laughs> guarding ball screens. Like he's fine when you ask him to sit under the basket and like be physical and rebound to be like that energy big guy. But he is not, he cannot move his feet. He can't move ball screens, and it goes against what Duke wants to do, offensively and defensively. Honestly, because they want to kind of play positionless. They want to switch all those wings. They want to, and 
all the guys they had guarding Hachimura were completely ineffective. Like, mm-hmm. what, Jack White guarded him and looked just really overmatched. Uh, Delorier didn't look that great. Bolden, not very good. So He has a really friendly face, though. Let's yeah. give him some credit. I mean, I'm right. a Bolden fan, but yeah, he's he, got a really eh. friendly so, face. I just think, like, the, what stood out to me is teams can, that can take are poised to take advantage of that can could that's going to be Duke's kryptonite maybe and I mean I if I'm surprised that Duke didn't try and put like Zion I mean did Zion guard Hachimura for a little I, bit I, for one or two possessions little, it, it in the made late me game, surprised yeah. they didn't at least try it out for a little bit longer and have like you know some sort of symbols to that but it's it made it tough like even with all the talent they have when they come up against another team that's pretty pretty evenly talented across the board the same way, who's the fifth guy for Duke? It matters a lot, especially in matchups like that. So I, I think those are the two main points. Like, Gonzaga had that – they had a go-to guy on offense, and they – Did they? I, I mean, I think Hachimura was, like, unstoppable almost. I thought and I, the shots were pretty well distributed throughout their lineup, and I have it pulled up right now. I thought yeah. Brandon Clark was outstanding. I mean, they had a lot – Clark yeah. was amazing. Clark Perkins was had a great game. I think they had a lot of bench guys who came on and like contributed just with like some, you know, even if you only score a couple points in a couple minutes. I mean, that's that's more than a lot of. Yeah, Duke like, got back in from rebounding, yeah. also. Let's not forget that they were they were all over the glass. Yeah, and, and wait, can we talk about your point there, Luke, early on? And those were great points, Taylor. Yeah. I agree with a lot of that, and that's you know, in, in terms of Bolden's weaknesses and potential Duke faults going forward. But Luke brought up something that I also saw mentioned. Um, later on by Mark Titus and uh, Bill Simmons in a in a live Twitter feed uh, right after us. As Taylor and I were going to Walmart at 2 a.m. to buy uh, materials to smoke our turkey because we forgot that that was an important uh, ingredient. You Tradition, need, that's you, ingredient. You, need, you need wood chips, apparently, to smoke a turkey. Some... I said, Taylor, what do you have? He said, water. And I was like, oh, oh my friend. We need that... to call the Uber. It's that good I'll bring city the wine. water. It's that good city filtered <laughs> but, but but Luke brings up a good point and one that I heard Titus and uh, Simmons talk about, which was the incredible volume of shots by R.J. Barrett in the end game. Um, I mean, Luke, what did what did you see in those in those shots and, and the types of shots that they took? And do you think that uh, they take the ball out of his hands late late game going forward? They need to figure it out in crunch time scenarios, late in games. Are they really going to try to run offense, or are they going to look for individual matchups? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They have time to figure it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried about the shooting. I think it's starting to regress to the mean, Taylor. Well, that Bravo. was the thing that we... Bravo, I, I mean, Taylor. I don't know if that's going to hold up. Don't applaud me. Yeah. <laughs> what is regressing? Yeah. That we, we can clearly see that now. Yeah. I mean, I think that has to be a strategy. Just make them shoot a lot of tougher threes and don't let them get into the paint. And whether, and whether you say that it was Gonzaga stopping them from getting into the lane or making it difficult for them to get in, or it was like Duke settling... You know, I've heard some people say they were tired, they're freshmen, they're not used to traveling to Hawaii and playing in a tournament where you play several games in a couple days. You know, I don't know. But I, that it reaffirms for me that that's the recipe to beat Duke going hmm. forward. So perhaps this is a good segue to our first uh, Big Ten matchup. Uh, th- that is the one that's getting all the publicity on primetime ESPN. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, you can't escape a Duke-Indiana commercial right now. So 
Duke, Indiana. Um, I guess what what is Duke currently ranked even right now? Are they still they're third? They're third. Um, or I guess in the net rankings, they're also still third. Those are the rankings place, I go still with. Still got a first place vote uh, in the AP poll. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. I, I use unranked, aren't they? I think they are. Um, and yeah, Indiana's unranked, but they're really hyping the matchup of of freshmen here: Romeo Langford and Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett. I mean. Guthrie, I, I know that you're a big Big Ten fan, um, and I know that you're, you're likely elbow deep in uh, Romeo Langford. Tell me what – that came out differently than I had anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of a, like a elbow deep in stats as though well, it were a bucket. Guthrie, when I did show up today, I was a little bit late. These two were ahead of me, and they were just drinking outside the door. Like like two yeah. hobos. Yeah, we were two drinking bombs. outside like two hobos. That's Maybe that's true. some nice. of the reasons. Uh, uh, a little especial brought to you by ne- Negro Modelo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Taylor had a hood on. He was enjoying all the privilege that comes with that, being able to drink outside with a hood on without any questions being asked. Good for you, Taylor. I wanted to go drink in the car. He said, no, I'm outside. It is, it is a blessing to it. be white in America, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Slowly backing away from the conversation. <laughs> well, what, what, do you, what do you know about Romeo Langford, Guthrie? What, what do you know about Indiana? Uh, so I, I, think, I think Indiana is actually a terrific team. I watched the Marquette game and I, you know, quickly realized how big of a mistake it was to put any sort of money on the Golden <laughs> Eagles in that game. I'm sensing a theme when you talk about this. Yeah, gambling. yeah. So, uh, oh, so you, Guthrie's losing with me. He just doesn't want me to feel alone. Yeah, so mm-hmm. absolutely. That's, absolutely. That's absolutely. important. Yeah. That's, a, that's uh, important. Romeo Langford is terrific. I, I mean, and, and John Morgan, I feel like, is probably like if it's possible flying under the radar for this team simply because of the hype that Langford is getting but man you you really have to like the way that the offense is is playing right now for Archie Miller's team they're scoring yeah, classic, at a tremendous rate. Classic Archie team, huh? Yeah. Efficient offense. Yeah. He, he plays positionless basketball as well yeah, out there. Yeah, you know, kind of yeah. known for known for playing those smaller teams out in absolutely, Dayton. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but really, uh, you know, I I think that he's been he's been coaching them up out there. I think even when I look at Ken Palm's numbers, I mean, what they're shooting sixty three percent. You know, from two right now, mm-hmm. Indiana. I mean, that is just such a high level of efficiency. Third in the nation. Currently third in the country. And and that is the stat that Ken Palm himself has called the battleground for offense and defense. If you're going to key in on one, he's called that the battleground. So, Ooh. yeah, that's – I mean, that's really impressive. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, honestly, like, they were a, a bad bounce and a bad call away from being undefeated, and mm-hmm. they, they would be ranked. Right. And we would be talking about Indiana so much more, and honestly, they would be getting a lot more respect in the national media, I think. They're certainly not getting respect right now. Currently, double-digit dogs. Well, that's because they're going to lose by double digits. It's going to happen. <laughs> game is at Cameron, so that probably has something to do I with I actually – I love Indiana to cover this game. Ooh. I think I think Duke is it's gonna be like a, twelve. Right? So so I'm I, I'm gonna guess. I would say so if it op- I think it opened at ten. It's already up to eleven. I yeah, think. I'm gonna guess it's gonna move even more because, mm. man, did the public hammer the absolute balls off of Duke in Maui? Mm-hmm. My goodness, mm-hmm. and hammered I, those coconuts. Yeah, and I don't think I I think they're not even like that swayed after they didn't cover against Auburn and they didn't cover obviously against Gonzaga. 
Like, I, I, yeah, think I, think, I, think, I think Duke looks at that, even as a team, Duke, and even yeah. the betters with Duke, and they say, oh, Duke probably should have won that game, that la- right. in that late yeah. game in Gonzaga, if right. they would have been able to get it together. Gonzaga hit too many threes early, allowed Gonzaga to get up too big early, and you know Duke was just not able to overcome it with enough possessions. I don't think people that like Duke are definitely not discouraged by what they saw Absolutely, in absolutely. And if we're playing the game of, of fading the public, then the choice is clear. But I think... In terms of strictly basketball, like I, I think Indiana is a solid matchup for mm-hmm. Duke. I th- I like what you were talking about in the positionless basketball. Like mm-hmm. they they will they will play four out one in or even five out, and the the ball screen and getting Bolden or Delorier or whoever the five is away from the basket will open up so many cutting lanes for for Langford or whoever's off ball for Indiana. I really I really like. Indiana on offense in this game. They also guard hard, like they, they don't they don't give up on possessions. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, and they have stout interior players like Evan Fitzner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he he's brings a lot of size down there. Jawan Morgan, who you already mentioned. So you know that that interior offensive number of sixty three percent is not really is not inflated. You know I I think that's a number that they can. Um, continue to move forward with throughout the year. I don't think it'll stay at sixty three percent, but it's still, um, you know, they're one of the biggest teams in the country. I think they're a top thirty team in overall size. Um, so, you know, will that size bother, um, you know, Duke, especially because Evan Fitzner, and this is this is the guy that nobody really talks about, but he's an excellent three point shooter as well. So you're not going to be able to have someone like. Uh, Bolden in there, who you know, you talk about being a, atrocious in the screen game. I mean, imagine a lot of Romeo Langford and Fitzner screens. The only um, they're gonna you know, play, they're gonna have to play Jack White, right? They're gonna have to play Jack White, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have to play him for most of the game. Which or is not Delorier. a bad thing. No, I, I Jack think... White has his moments. Um, but you know, the the question for Indiana is is that you know they've been really overcome with injuries early on. Um, Langford was a little banged up in the last game. Uh, the key for me actually here is Devontae Green. Um, is is he actually going to be able to play? You know, he's their starting point guard. He's been out um, for for a couple games. I think he came back and played a few minutes last game. Didn't look like himself and I think Zach McRoberts is also doubtful. So I, I don't know that I like Indiana in this game, but Guthrie, I agree with you. This is a dangerous team going forward. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the hype train's just a little early with the well, Morgan has been great. Yeah, Jamal I mean, Morgan I, I mean, has been I good. I think that's maybe he's been really impressive. He's going to be checked by Zion, and I, I don't know if that's a matchup I really love for Jawan Morgan. I, I don't really love that. Oh, we need a spinoff podcast where it's just Guthrie talking about fading the public for thirty minutes. I could listen to that. It's like ASMR. What's that thing? You know? Yeah, that's what I need. Sounds oh, like yeah. a barbershop. Taylor's uh, gonna oh, dude. Open if up. you if you're looking for ASMR uh, content, let me tell you, Purge did an eight hour video. Uh, breaking down 7.20, the I, patch. Yeah, the patch. Okay. I talked a lot I, about it last podcast. I'm not going to acknowledge this, but yes. Oh my God. Are you guys talking about, about Dota again? Eight, eight hours. Are, eight hours. Okay. Just <laughs> talking about patch notes. Regardless Man. of that. It's amazing. I, here's where... ASMR is Guthrie's BDSM. I hear, I, hear, <laughs> I hear everything that you guys are talking about. But here's the thing. Everything that you're saying... Are, is matching up perfectly to Duke's strengths. That was a pregnant pause. Like right there. everything that you're talking about—the slashing, the cutting, the positionless, the effective shooting—that's the game Duke wants to play too. And so I don't think that's the way that you're going to beat Duke. Are you saying that 
the talent of Indiana? I mean, maybe you're just saying they're going to cover, but is the talent of Indiana going to be enough to play the style that Duke wants to play and then beat them? I don't see... If they're more patient, that's the only counter. I, yeah, that's true, but I don't see... I, to me, they need somebody who's like a big man who can get it, receive it like on the block, and then score at will and distribute out of the post and make things happen and and then be the like role guy on a on a ball screen that's going to really hurt you yeah. and I don't see Fitzner doing it the same way yeah. that like Hachimura can do Yeah, it. you would like this better if they were matched up with Wisconsin and they were an 11 point spread. You would you yeah, would take I Wisconsin would, I would there. Absolutely I mean take Wisconsin there. I just, also, I just think we, it plays to Duke's strengths. We know Duke's going to win. It's just a matter of are they going to win by 12. That's all we're talking about. All right, so possible value play here for Duke with the exception of Guthrie, who's uh, still in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, I'll I'll be on an island. That's that's fine with me. All right, so where where to next? Do we go Michigan State Louisville? Another another big time matchup. You know, the Big Ten really got fortunate with these matchups. I I think it it might be the year of the Big Ten. One one thing we didn't highlight early is that you know this is by the way the twentieth annual ACC Big Ten Challenge, twenty year anniversary. It's been a score, twelve five and two in favor of the ACC over the uh, Big Ten ACC Challenge history. And do you guys know the actual name of the trophy given? Um, at the at the end to the champion. I mean, I'm looking at our podcast notes. To, oh, does so, it say it says it on to reveal the man behind the curtain? So. Oh, well, but no, it I don't. Tell me what it is. Oh, well, it is called dog. the Commissioner's <laughs> Cup. <laughs> I don't know why. It's got to be the lamest trophy in sports. I don't even know what it looks like. It just looks like uh, some some uh, conference commissioner exploiting his unpaid athletes. Michael, Michael's in rare form. Today. <laughs> that's what, it, that's what I it was just like. waiting for. It. Let me tell yeah. you something. Yeah. Let, Let me, me tell you. And it's called the Commissioner's <laughs> Cup. And who, who has the you. best record overall in this wonderful challenge? The Duke Blue Devils they at do. 17 They're and 17. 2. Yeah, so, yet another reason mm. to take them. So, I mean, surprise. So anyways, I remember their losses. They're, uh, they got drubbed by Ohio State. I think mm. that was a crafty year mm-hmm. in Columbus. Ooh. And the other one was. Huh. Ooh, I don't know. Was it at Assembly Hall? I don't know. No. I would assume it was someone like Purdue, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It goes back too long well, for they, me. They this, always give North Carolina the hardest of the two yeah. big matchups, right? Well, how about yeah. Michigan State? Yeah, the Michigan team I State. Believed Louisville. in more. They go in and take home the Vegas whatever. It yeah, was. the Las Vegas Invitational. And they did it off pretty easily. And they did it easily. Um, took care of Texas. And I mean, I, I, I see. There's no way. I I just don't see Louisville competing with them. Yeah. I thought Michigan State did a great job closing out in the second half against Texas. Um, you know, they were down they were down five going into that second half, and they were up by ten uh with you know, within ten minutes. So Michigan State this. definitely played. North Carolina got a little bit unlucky with the Kerwin out of body experience. A little bit unlucky. Oh. So strong, Kerwin Rich. Thirty two. I, I mean I saw Took it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Kerwin, he, he I was, was impressed by his. He field was making percentage. everything. Is like it is seventeen of twenty-two. Yeah, yeah, it's it is phenomenal. Texas shot sixty-two percent, I think, in the second half, and North Carolina still managed to kind of make it a game. So mm-hmm. I think it's impressive for North Carolina, but I was impressed with Texas. I mean, yeah. Mike kind of made a convert of me. They they looked really good. Yeah, and, let's just say I was. Uh, Cool. I was pretty obnoxious <laughs> when Texas went on to win that game. You know, as I'd picked them as the money line play um, in the podcast before. Oh yeah. Um, 
you know, my uh, people in the family were concerned. Um, but anyways, Michigan State, Louisville. Uh, you know what's what's what do you guys have for the line here? Are we saying five. that the line is going to be five? five? Michigan State minus five. I know. So you won't be able to find a man in Vegas that didn't take Michigan State for this Correct. game. And you know what that means. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, this God. is how they built the Venetian. You got to pound Louisville. Sure, yeah, maybe you can't find VJ King. Doesn't matter. Who cares? You know, they have other players that can carry the load. Wara, I think, has been great. Uh, I actually really like Kristen Cunningham's game. I think that mm. they were cheated a bit in the Marquette game. Um, you know, I like them here for a revenge game and a statement win of the Chris Mack era. His first yum with an exclamation point win. Give me Louisville, money line. This is it. Well, one thing they're doing well is Louisville is getting to the line at a super high rate. Mm-hmm. Second in the nation, which is you know great to see them being that aggressive. Jordan Nora seems to draw a foul every time he goes to the basket. Uh, and, and Michigan State will foul you a lot. I mean, they're mm-hmm. very aggressive. So... You know, you can, I can see that playing. What's the best way to come back in a game or to like stay in the spread? It's to shoot lots of fouls to do that. So I can see shoot that lots playing of free throws, yeah. Shoot yeah, lots of fouls. Yeah. fouls. You get I it. I like shooting fouls. Right. So, I mean, I could see that being a factor, but everything in me is thinking, oh my gosh, five? That seems way too low. Especially <laughs> it seems I'm, ludicrous. Yeah. Though. Ugh, which makes me. I mean, I, I, I don't trust myself. And Guthrie, you're up. <laughs> he doesn't even trust himself. Obviously. <laughs> it does uh, It does seem a bit fishy. I've been broken, guys. <laughs> can't tell. That, is a, that is a terrible feeling. We've all, we've all been there. We've been there, brother. This, I, this is Michigan State's first true road game this season also. Great. It's tr- yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to matter. I, I think <laughs> I, I really I, – I'm, I'm selling global hard. Like I watched, I watched the Marquette Brooklyn. game, and yes, I agree they were cheated. Uh, they had a point that was mysteriously wiped off the board. Nora hit a three that was ruled a two, like without even reviewing. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to some bogus calls down the stretch in overtime, but watching watching Chris Mack's face as all of this was transpiring was. An experience in and of itself. It. He's got the tape. <laughs> but but let, let's talk about this game. I I really I really think Michigan State has all the pieces to just absolutely wax Louisville. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is gonna be close. Cassius Winston, Langford, Nick Ward yeah. out there. Oh just that like who's that triumvirate? Who, who's of gonna power? keep up with Winston? That, yeah, that is tough. Yeah, and it's gonna be a fast game. Both these teams like to get up and down, play really fast on the offensive end. So. Absolutely, yeah. and I I think it plays into both teams' strengths, but I I think Michigan State has way better athletes and way more talent. I think the line is going to go up probably. Right, Michigan State is going to get some mm-hmm. action. It's probably going to go up, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna take Louisville with the points. I'm gonna it's probably gonna finish at like what a seven point line, Michigan State, maybe not, but I'm gonna take Louisville plus those points, and just you know. Count on them to get it done. They've got a lot of guys. They spread their minutes out pretty evenly. Um, I think Darius Perry has done a really good job being really efficient. Um, and then 
and VJ King has kind of impressed me. Same kind of, I mean, if you yeah, can yeah, yeah. These these are guys that play for Louisville. Yeah, thank and you, you, thank you're, you. You're, you're right. Let you me tell you. Name the entire roster. Let, let me, let <laughs> let me <laughs> go down the let me yeah. go down the bench. Yeah. Just keep, keep going. <laughs> let me tell you what what I think is going to be important. This let is me not. Tell you. <laughs> let me let me tell you. Where's the soapbox? I don't have it. It's it's not important. Anyways, this is not the Louisville team that we all remember. Okay, this is not a glass crashing team. This is not a a team that thrives in transition. In fact, right now, you know, last year what defined Louisville defense for me was that they were the best, in my opinion, the best team in the country in transition defense. This Louisville team is absolutely atrocious in transition defense. They are currently ranked among the worst in the country in overall transition defense. And Michigan State runs at a top 3% rate. I mean, they run like just a, yeah. just about anyone in as well as anyone in the country. So, you know, can Louisville contain you know, Michigan State in transition. And then what's really surprising here is that you're also used to seeing Louisville have this total trash half-court offense. This year, they're actually fifth in the country in overall half-court offense. Mm. They're averaging almost 1.1 points per possession. So I think we bring a lot of baggage to this Louisville game. I think that what we're going to see at Louisville uh, tomorrow night, I think it's going to change a lot of hearts and minds of people that have watched Louisville over the years. And I think it's going to be a, a transformative win for the Mac era. I think the Vermont game a win. gave us some a clear win. eyes. Wow, you took me all over the place. <laughs> I, I was like, you basically thought, made a case for Louisville to lose. And then yes. you're like, I'm going to pick him to win. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand that. What is going on? You had me convinced they were going to get blown out. No, no, Michigan State's going to run on them. I, if it were me, I, I would take the over in this game. I think all right, 24 hours from now. Here's a tweet that's going to happen. Mm. Picks for tonight. Michigan State, <laughs> minus six. It's going to happen, folks. Trust yeah, me. By the true. time you're listening to this, uh, you're going to see a tweet scroll yeah. across. Hashtag Vegas yeah, Mike. Exactly. So, like so Luke, yeah, hashtag Vegas Luke, Mike. Luke, are you, are you going to go with, with uh, the cards at home or the Spartans? I'm kind of on the Big Ten train, so I'll go Michigan State. Now, here's a game that's also going to mess with your minds, all right? It's messing with mine right now. I've been staring at it for about an hour while you guys were, you know, naming the Louisville roster, you know, just going down the list all the way into the walk-ons. I like but them all. Number 13, Virginia Tech, getting lots of love and laying just one and a half points at Penn State. Mm. This is another fishy, fishy, fishy line. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. Don't make no sense. I can never get on the right side of Virginia Tech, but I'm picking them here. I'm in on Virginia Tech, minus one and a half. I I agree. This is an incredibly fishy line. It's so weird. It doesn't How make any sense. are they laying just a point? Like, I understand Penn State is is supposed to be on the up and up this season. They lost to Dave Leto. Yeah. They lost, I mean... I, That's a big... That's big in Guthrie's book. Yeah, I, th- that's a Dave Lado coach team. <laughs> they lo- they, they lost just to lost Bradley. Man, I I don't know. I don't I don't know how this could possibly be a point. Like this is Tony Carr said. ain't walking through that door. It's what we said against <laughs> Alabama. It is what we said in the tournament game against Alabama. But and Lamar then, Stevens is walking no, through that yeah. door, isn't he? Lamar Stevens is a stud. Big but, bruising Lamar Stevens. Man. I, I think I think this is Virginia it's, Tech it's not too, getting the respect. Let's not complicate this enough. Let's I, not complicate this. I think, this. This I think the Hokies are not getting the respect of Vegas. Mm-hmm. This is a a disrespectful line. 
<laughs> Straight up. Give it's, me the Hokies. It's at Penn State, so you got to think that yeah. if it were played at Castle Coliseum, that it would They'd probably be seven to eight point favorites. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, that probably has a lot to do with it. Right, right. That but being said, I'm with you. Let's let's hammer Virginia Tech here. I, I also like Virginia Tech in that the wow. reason the reason being that it's that classic pace argument where people feel like Penn State is going to control the game through pace. They do play a they play a very slow pace among the slowest in the country. Um, but you know when you're in these games. You want to be with the team that can generate offense consistently, and that's what Virginia Tech can do. And they're also led by Alexander Walker, who, at least in my opinion, is a current first-team All-ACC player. He's averaging 25-5 and on a ridiculous 90-50-40 shooting line. I mean, I think you just have to go with the team that can score points here effectively in both the half-court and uh, open floor. I mean, I, I just like Virginia Tech, and I don't think there's not enough Lamar Stevens okay. in the yeah, world. That's a consensus. Penn State has also made their game this year, like, efficiency-wise on defense. Yeah. But I also think they don't match up that well with Virginia Tech, and I think Virginia Tech is going to run that offense on them. Yeah, hammer yeah. the Hokies. Penn State, known for defending the three. So we'll see it's a against consensus. Virginia Tech. Who shoots 7 o'clock, well. Illinois and Notre Dame. This is coming up on Tuesday, as in tomorrow, or when you're probably listening to this. So I don't want to spend much time on this game. I'm sorry. There's not a whole lot to get into. The Underwood era is not going so well, by my calculation. They played Gonzaga real tough. I I only caught like a few minutes of that game. They did, but Gonzaga, I still think, is a little bit of a wonky team. Like the Arizona first half that we were involved in. That that's just oh, a clear, yeah. the case yeah. example for you know Gonzaga being I don't know they can sleepwalk sometimes but they eventually figure it out. However, I just I don't I don't, I don't see it in this Illinois team. Yeah, I mean they lost three straight in Maui. That's a, that's a bad trip mm-hmm. to uh, Hawaii. You fly all that way. You do avoid the blizzard currently happening in, or I guess you fly home and you hit a blizzard. Um, coming so really, they lost four times <laughs> yeah. in a row. Yeah, they were cold in Hawaii, then they're cold when they get back home. Um, but you know, Notre Dame has not left South Bend yet this season either, um, and they will not leave for this game. So I think that this is this is a comfort game for Notre Dame, where they're able to kind of flex their muscles a little bit. Um, they're a very young and inexperienced team, which we've talked about several times, but. You know, this is not a team that turns the basketball over. They're currently eighth in the go. country in turnover percentage. Here we go. Well, meanwhile, Illinois mm-hmm. is a team that's reliant defensively on turning people. Totally dependent. I mean, they it's an Underwood it. defense, right? Yeah. I, um, I cannot wait to celebrate Notre Dame finishing 10th. <laughs> I cannot wait to celebrate. Uh, but yeah. See, I wish I could just have futures. That's what I should just do, guys. Forget yeah. these game-to-games. You give just, me the give me the long run, Ken. <laughs> I like I like Notre Dame here. I, I could see people wanting to take Illinois, but I, the stats don't do it for me. Uh, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I also just think like uh, an Underwood defense gives up open looks when they gamble on defensive you know steals and opportunities, and that and Notre Dame has a actually shockingly low for them effective field goal percentage. But they're going to get some open looks, yeah, because presumably because they Illinois can't handle the ball. Yeah, yeah, they can't defend very well. So we're projecting the line is actually going to be what seven? Notre Dame are seven point favorites. I don't know if I like Notre Dame to cover seven against anybody. Seven points, uh, even at home. 
That, pick is, a, that is too many. Pick them on a neutral floor. That is too Illinois. many. It's way too it's, many. It's probably a three to five point game. Oh, I think it's, seven. It's about much. time you guys came around to my to my boy Trent Frazier. This mm. this is going to be a terrific game for Frazier. I Ooh. think. I I love Illinois getting points here. I I Me am too. selling the absolute crap out of Notre Dame this season. By the Thank way, why? Yeah, Bradford is a top twenty five team according <laughs> to the net rankings. Currently ranked, <laughs> currently ranked twenty third in the country. How could you argue with the NCAA? Uh yeah, I know it's uh, Bradford. It's hard. It's hard. But you know, I I just I'm I'm not I'm not going to see how I I don't know I I don't see Notre Dame finishing above bottom three in the ACC. Like yeah. I think they're gonna finish last, honestly. Dude, I said the last pod. I'm sticking to it. But in, this week, in this week, they, they only looked... got to beat Illinois, so you know. That's true. It's true. One game at a time. If they lose to Illinois, I will agree with you. But there is, I think, I think Notre Dame is gonna surprise people. This yeah, this year. is the first Notre Dame team I, that I can remember that can't shoot worth a lick. Yeah, it's they very surprising. It's very surprising. Yeah. Thrown up garbage. All, All right, right, so I'm I'm taking <laughs> Illinois. Uh, I am too. Ma- too many points. I'm with Way Illinois. Way too many. Wait, so are we? Yeah. Are we all in Illinois now? After after everyone was talking about how Notre Dame well, was going to cover? Well, it's the only cover. way to get Notre Dame to blow these fools out. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll take Illinois. Oh, I my guess. goodness. Plus, seven does seem like a hair too much. I mean, it's going to be a sweaty game, but, yeah, I'll take Illinois, I guess. Pitt, but Iowa. Notre Dame's definitely going to win. You guys are crazy. Pitt, Iowa. Pitt, Iowa. Uh, what a this surprise. Is interesting. What a, this is maybe the game of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. This is where there's probably the most value in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Two number one teams going at it. <laughs> I love Pitt here. <laughs> Getting however many, 15, 12. 13, yeah, 12. 12. Started at 12, right? It's going to go way up. too much. It's way too much. They're going to play hard. They're going to shoot. Uh, watching... Watching a little bit of Iowa, it just makes me think. I, I caught some of their game against Oregon. Let's tease them. Let's put Pitt in a teaser. Oh, let's don't, do it. Don't talk to me. God, you don't even need to tease them. I like Pitt Moneyline. <laughs> you put them right there. You don't even need a parlay. Just make sweet music with Pitt Moneyline. Okay, so this is in Iowa City. Yeah. And watching Iowa against Oregon makes me think that the Iowa offense is going to just slice through Pittsburgh. Mm, uh, I'm a little bit worried. That? I'm a little bit worried that Iowa's going to drop 95 on these guys. Um, but Iowa does have that effect on you in the non-conference, myself included. They have that one game where they they just go ballistic, and you're like, "How could this team ever lose?" <laughs> if I'm an alien and I dropped in, I'd probably think this is a top three team in the country, and then they blow it the next game. I now mean, they haven't lost yet. I, I understand that, yeah, but yeah. I mean, they, they have a couple of decent wins, UConn and Oregon, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and they're they're kind of a throwback team, as as you would expect out there in the in the Midwest and corn country out there. They're one of the few teams that still plays with two bigs. You know, they still they still use uh, Tyler Cook and Luke Garza out there, uh, two two <coughs> big bodies, and they they work an inside out game. They, that's the way that they generate a lot of their offense. Um, they pass the other, really well. The other portion of their offense is generated in transition. They're a big running team. But let me tell you, that actually matches up perfectly with Pitt. Uh, Pitt has a has a dominant low post defender in uh, and I really need to learn how to pronounce this, but Chuck Waka? I'm going to go with that. <laughs> um, and Terrell Brown. Um, they, I think they match up really well with Iowa and 
Surprisingly, Pitt has one of the best transition defenses in basketball. Which right is going to slow down Bahannon for sure. Yeah, I, I think that they Give me the replacements. That's what I'm calling Pitt. The replacements. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like so that. they are this year. Who would be the, who would be the Keanu on that team? Is that just Jeff Capel? Mm. I guess he'd be the Gene Hackman. Yeah. Which mm. he kind of fits. He kind of mm. looks like Gene Hackman, yeah. actually. There's a striking re- resemblance there. Do you guys disagree? Yeah, if I squint my eyes and, you know, <laughs> there's an essence down a fourth there's shot of bourbon. Yeah, there's an essence. Thank you. I, I think there's it. little to no chance that Pitt will win this game, but it's too many points. That yeah, just makes me think, think they're going to win more when you say it like that. Okay. <laughs> good, good. I'll take Pitt as well. God, all of you are on Pitt? Yeah. Give me Iowa. Give me Iowa at home. Fran McCaffrey and an absolute had enough. Yeah, this is going to be it's going to be a meltdown of epic proportions. First, first true road game for Pitt. This would be give me, mean, give me, this give me would be, the test for Capel. It would be just what like a four point line for Pitt at home if it were Iowa there. So yeah, that does seem like it's a low line. That's crazy. Low hanging fruit for Iowa, but yeah, I Guthrie like, I really like likes Fran McCaffrey. Caffrey, mm, I do, and his hair, I do. Mm. Yeah, a little jealous. Big old mop. <laughs> a little jealous. <laughs> usually, usually it's me Big talking about mopped. the hair. <laughs> Just plopped right on top of there. I remember watching the game. Was it you or was it Dave who's like, look at that cabbage? <laughs> well, you know, that's what the kids call it now. You know that wispy front that hair that just they just pull in front of their eyes? I heard it's called the lettuce now. Do you yeah. know that? Just like a head of lettuce, I guess. Anyways. Sounds nice. <laughs> Sounds nice. Throw out your romaine. E. coli. Public service announcement from the podcast. <laughs> on All to right. the Wisconsin Badgers, who are going to be at home from the Kohl Center, taking on the NC State Wolfpack. This is a horrendous matchup for <laughs> NC State. <laughs> An absolute catastrophe. The worst team they could possibly play. Somebody who's disciplined, somebody who's going to guard, and somebody who has a very prolific big man. I mean... <laughs> this is. I, does it get any simpler than this? Does it get any simpler oh, than this? Okay, I, let, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you, Mike, <laughs> yeah. about Ethan Happ. All right, tell me about it. Tell me. I've been watching this man for years now. Eight years. Years. Mm-hmm. And he has perfected his craft. I've never pl- seen someone that tall, that strong, that physically imposing who plays under the rim as a big man. But it works. Mm-hmm. He does not play above the rim. He's not doing these high hook shots, although he does have it in the arsenal. He's doing these, I'm going to maneuver myself around you with my long arms, mm-hmm. and the ball's barely going to go uh, above the square on the glass. It's just going to tuck right in real quick. Yeah. And there's yeah, nothing you can do about he's it. He's a man of angles. Yes. He has angles. He has the footwork. He rarely ever travels. I don't remember seeing him travel in the Virginia game or in... Let's see. The Oklahoma game. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see any of this. Right. An excellent passer. Might, might be the best passer on the team. And another thing about Wisconsin is Demetric Trice really got neutralized against Virginia. They did not expect that little Kihei Clark was going to be all up in his jersey. And it, he's going to return into our lives in this game. He's mm. going to return against NC State, who jumps out of their shoes. He's going to get open looks. And uh, this is going to be a double-digit Wisconsin win. Book it. Mm, minus two at home against NC State. That's the minus two. Line. Yeah, that's the line okay. right now. Oh, look, Taylor are might you even serious? have to. Wisconsin <laughs> minus two. Let's. I'll tell you wow, what. People are giving 
NC State's so much credit. Yeah, and you yeah, are the counterpoint. Really I'm, listening, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing you're what you're going to say on behalf you're the of leader. NC State. Let's, well, let's hear it. Let's let's, hear it. Let's I was getting so excited because I thought it was going to be NC State yeah. plus I'm gonna get, six I'm gonna or something. I'm going to get a beer because I know this is going to change. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to I me, think, Taylor. I think Taylor's thinking about being Benedict Taylor right here. No, no, no. You're I thinking mean, about it. Okay, pr- it, protect the, the pack. Go ahead, now, defend the pack. Now I feel that I'm I'm committed. I have to stay with him. But I am shocked that the line has gotten that close. Um, I think it opened at what six or something, something much higher. I, um, I think that the case here is that NC State. They, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta marshal my thoughts here. He's distracted by the beer that's getting yeah, uh, is, opened in the background. No, so, on offense, uh, they've actually been remarkably efficient, holding onto the ball and remarkably remarkably efficient shooting the ball. They get a lot of second looks. Wisconsin not super great at it. They get to the line at an okay rate. I don't see that being a factor, but I think that they're going to get some looks here and they're going to be able to work it around and, and move the ball and, and speed things up. I think on on defense... You're going to get there eventually. You keep talking yourself yeah, I'm into talking it. myself take, into it. Take your time. On, take on another defense, two minutes. On defense, people <laughs> would see NC State, they think that's a weakness. Their defense has really not been that terrible so far. Um, and they've played pretty slow. It's not something that's totally dependent on steals you know they that's certainly a a great strength of theirs and i don't see that being a big factor um considering wisconsin's ability to handle the ball quick question yeah who's gonna rebound on this team against wisconsin's monstrous lineup yeah so they're they're a a team rebounding they're a team of like (laughs) mid-sized guys rebounding yeah okay whatever makes you sleep at night i mean (laughs) rebounding is not about size it's about positioning dj funderburg yeah or wait yes yes i said that right (laughs) <laughs> I mean, rebounding is about positioning, mm-hmm. and you know Hap isn't going to out rebound their entire team when they're all crashing glass. True. I think that's just a bonus, but I think I think NC State is going to su- surprise some people. I'll take him here with plus two. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, give me give me all all the money that I now possess and uh, just throw it throw it at Wisconsin. Because there, there's no way they're not covering this game. Like, uh, yeah, I, I am, I am shocked that this is a, a two point line. NC State barely beat the best team that they've played in Mercer at home by four. Mm-hmm. They have played an absolute trash schedule. That's why, that's why their numbers are so inflated. So good, right? I love Kevin Keats. And I, I really, really like this NC State team, but they are not going to cover this the, game. This is the first time they'll have left Raleigh. They're going to have to shoot in, the lights out. They're all. not going to get to the rim. And, this, and even this, if they do get to the rim, they're going to get rejected at the rim. This is the best Wisconsin team that we've seen in quite a few years. And they are terrific defensively. I was very impressed in the UVA game. I hate that the line is two and you're making me stand by NC State, but I'm still doing it. You got to stick to your principles, Let's man. Let's go. Yeah. Give me, give me Wisconsin. Wolfpack. Give me Wisconsin at home. <clears throat> well, okay, Judge. I, I yeah, let me. Your let Honor, me I, I think I, NC State is much more talented on the perimeter. I, I think watched, from a, a, st- a talent standpoint on the perimeter, I think NC State is much better. One guy that you guys haven't talked about so far. Oh, here it is. Is Markel Johnson? Oh, yeah. All right, Markel Johnson is a difference maker. Markel Johnson might be the best player currently playing in the ACC. 
Right. Does he play like 18 oh minutes a game? So God. He's currently How many minutes got, does he play? I feel like he's, he's never on the floor. He's only playing like 20 it. minutes a game. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, we're going to have the game. That's right. Zion Williamson, Nasir Little, Kobe White, Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome. Just names. Markel Johnson is what matters. Man's got a, a current... Current numbers are off the charts, shooting 57% from three. And last time I watched him play, I wrote a few lines down. I want to read them to you now. Do you mind if I oh. do you mind if I have a, a oh, little poetry? No, yes. no, please. Just another one of your it just, all histories. it says is Markel Johnson. And this is actually the last sheet of my notepad. And it's actually just the cover, the back cover. It says, <clears throat> Markel Johnson, it is not what you do, but how you do. No. <laughs> that's actually what it says no window too tight no screen too slight <laughs> so true your moves are a dance to the rhythm of love that is basketball full stop <laughs> <laughs> I never I mean, knew Mike is crying full stop he's he's <laughs> <laughs> the screen is too tight. That, that's good. Oh, it's just too good. Oh, I'm sorry. We should save. Oh. <laughs> Done. I think we should just start a new episode after that. Oh man, I tell you, I, that was that was a religious experience for me. Thank you all for allowing me to share that with you. Yeah, I think let's. Why don't we cut it here and let's let's lead into uh, some Wednesday some Wednesday games. Does that sound does that sound okay to everyone? That was a Absolutely. lot. That was Ooh, a lot. Man, Absolutely. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Next episode, Wednesday games of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Like and subscribe. Contact us. Find us on Twitter, ACCBBallDGens, ACCBBallDGens at gmail.com.